Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> no, none taken. That is right, none taken. Uh, I am the Movie Moron. This is the Movie Moron Podcast. I'm your host, Easton Moore. Uh, with us, as always, is our all-time guest, Tristan. Sup. Uh, and then we have our part-time co-host back on the podcast, Brandon. Hello. Um, he was supposed to be on last week, uh, and he, uh, not his fault, our fault, we couldn't go and <laughs> yeah. watch the movie in time, um, and so he had to watch Expendables um, without even uh, saying that he was doing it for a podcast. So I feel bad about that, because if you listen to our episode, <laughs> we trashed it for about an yeah. hour, <laughs> um, and I, I feel like Brandon would have done the same. <laughs> okay, yep. so that's he, fair. Uh, I, I I hope he was gonna go watch it anyway, so we didn't force him to go watch a horrible movie. Um, but yeah, we felt really bad about that. Um, but the other Brandon came in and he went and watched it. So uh, I made two Brandons go watch Expendables uh, for our podcast, and we may have been the only three people that watched that movie. God, so. it was bad, huh? Yeah. How many people were in your theater? Oh, I mean, we had like four or five people. Okay, because it was theater. me was like nothing. and one couple. That was it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I was in the big theater. So In the the like, like the grand auditorium? Not Dolby, but the other one. Oh, my so, God. So, yeah. Uh, oh, you guys go to AMC. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's right. No, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, are you on the Regal Unlimited? Not on Regal Unlimited. Not it's yet. just our favorite theater. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, we're, we're AMC gang. Over here, so for now, we love our Dolby. Yeah, I love Dolby. You love the Dolby. I love Dolby. Yeah. I'm uh-huh. the reason why we haven't switched. Yeah, because I love Dolby. Uh-huh. Um, and the one that's close to us doesn't have an IMAX. So, oh yeah, uh, the Regal, Regal yeah, close, Regal yeah. East, uh-huh. which is the side town we live on, doesn't have IMAX. That's true. So we would have to drive 25 minutes to go watch an IMAX movie. So what don't you like about the Dolby? Because my wife is the same way. Yeah, all of, it just basically it's like too much sensory input. Same. It's yeah. the sound. Yeah. 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 My, uh, so the first time we went to the Dolby, we went, this is back shortly after we started dating and we went to go see the nun. Actually, we went oh, to go oh, see the yeah. first, the first nun and we had a good time. We got some drinks and it was, it was a lot of fun and kind of the seats rattling every now and then was, was all yeah. fine and good. But then, um, we went to go see Tenet. Oh my gosh, that movie was so loud. It was, I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't think for a moment that Annie wasn't liking it. (laughs) And then, uh, after the movie, Annie tells me, she goes about 15 minutes in, I considered leaving. She was like, she was (laughs) like, I considered walking out. She goes, it was so loud. She goes, it was way too loud. Especially that movie was like extraordinarily (laughs) loud. Yeah. It was, to be fair, Tenet is extraordinarily loud. I loved it. Yeah. I, I want as loud as you can possibly, I want as loud as you'll possibly (laughs) give me. So, and Dolby does that. Uh-huh. Dolby maxes out their speakers, which is what I do in our own house. Uh-huh. Um, and if I had a whole theater, it would be insane. <laughs> I would not go in it. Really. <laughs> um, okay, but for this week, uh, we are doing um, a movie I've been excited for. I think Brandon's been excited for it. Yes. And didn't know it existed until last week. Um, the Creator, which is... Um, Oh, I don't even have a computer. I can look up stuff no. anymore. And Tristan has my phone. Um, no, it's. I don't have your phone. 
I'm using Tristan's phone, which yeah. I usually have yeah. to look up stuff. Thank but you. is the director of Rogue One, I cannot remember his name because I don't have it in front of me. Uh, Gareth Edwards. Okay, Gareth yeah. uh, Edwards, who's only done a few projects in the, in the past. He's still kind of a newer um, director. But uh, I think his most famous movie was uh, Rogue One. For sure. Um, which, uh, yeah, some stuff happened there where he didn't, I don't think he finished the project. Um, but I it was think, mostly yeah. his. Yeah, like it he was directed it like eighty like percent of it or something. Yeah, so. if if not more, yeah. it, it was it was as simple as he. Um, uh, they were doing reshoots and like reshoots and pickups are never as scandalous as people make them out to be. Yeah. Every major movie does them. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. In yeah. this particular case, they just got uh, an additional. Uh, director, I think it was Tony Gilroy to come in and and, and help out with things, and you know, people just assume that that means Gareth Edwards was getting bullied and and that. Yeah. but he's still the the sole credited director. Exactly, he still takes ownership yeah. of the movie. He he has nothing but positive things to say about it. So, and if you watch this movie, it looks like it's the same director. Yes. So I yeah. I, I yeah. Um, and 100%. Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie to come out of the uh, post George Lucas Star Wars movies. Okay. Um, so that's why I was excited for it. Yeah. Um, because that was my favorite, um, which isn't a hot take, but it is like, there are any post George Lucas star Wars, yeah. um, conversation. You're going to have controversy. There's you're going to have debate. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I see people that still hate on rogue one today and say it's the worst star Wars movie of all time. Um, I, I don't think it's fun. It. Yeah. I, I really don't get it yeah. at all, but, um, so yeah, we're doing the creator. Um, so we can just jump straight into uh, journal thoughts. If you don't th- know anything about the movie, it is just a sci-fi action-ish movie uh, based, I think it said, was it 20... 2065? 2065, yeah. 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 Um, and t- the, so 2060s. Um, so just a futuristic uh, a futuristic war movie. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, let's start with you, Brandon. What were general thoughts on the creator? I really liked it. Um, I had I had a good time. I, I think the movie looks and sounds outstanding. Mm. And I'm uh, I was talking about this right after we we left the movie. I'm honestly I'm more excited for what the movie represents, like than um, than the movie itself. Like the idea of an original blockbuster made on prosumer cameras. Like this was, this movie was shot. It's screening in IMAXs. It was shot on a $3,000 camera, the Sony FX three, a tiny camera. Now, granted, they also had like, you know, they had lens extensions. They had, they had the, all the bells and whistles. It's it's a studio movie, but yeah, it was shot on prosumer cameras. And uh, Gareth Edwards said that like the, it has the highest ISO of, uh, of any prosumer camera available right now. It can shoot in moonlight. Uh, so literally all they shot this movie with was natural light and then like LEDs with batteries on them. Dang. And like that was about it, which is crazy. And so it's really cool that, you know, studios are willing to take a chance if they can save a few bucks and, and the, uh, yeah. the technical side. And yeah, cause the budget yeah. of this movie was $80 million. If yeah. nobody big. knows, really um, which is uh, for a sci-fi movie, not a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's, Less than what twenty forty seven was made on, um, but that oh, was yeah. that yeah, was yeah. Dennis Villeneuve. Well, that movie's not even that much. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, not yeah. like most of your sci fi movies. Star Wars numbers. No, Star yeah. Wars or Marvel or most sci fi movies these days, with a few being. I mean, I know like Alien Covenant has kind of come out over the last five years or whatever, yeah, yeah. but uh, most of those hit north of two hundred, and Disney movies and Star Wars movies are north of three hundred. Mm. 
So $80 million is, uh, for what they were going for, is really cool. Like, it, that's, it is really cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. to be able to, to do it, what they did, and for it to be to look as good as it does. Yes, um, it which incredible. Which is, again, why film watchers and people say all the time to just film on location. Yep. For the love of God, yep. just film on location. You save money, and it looks so much better. But he, uh, he told this this funny story about uh, what gave him the idea was they had been prepping the movie for a while. And he uh, just says, I don't remember if it was just for leisure or if they were doing research for a project or something. But he went to this VR filmmaking studio. You know how they how they made like the 2019 Lion King where they essentially mm. had like a camera in VR space and they uh, and and. All, all that good stuff. I'm not nearly smart enough to expand on the <laughs> Understand technology. Exactly, yeah. But uh, he went in, and there was this... Um it was a you know proper professional film studio, and there was this poster on the wall that had uh, uh, the details of how to make a movie. It was you know uh, write your script and get your camera and all that sort of stuff. And he asked somebody. He said, "Why is that like super?" not for nothing, like rudimentary poster up on the wall. Like all you guys know how to make movies. What, what is this? And the guy said, well, that's actually a, uh, a poster uh, from the, the 1920s when they sold the first consumer uh, motion picture camera. And he said, and it was like a, a thing to tell people how to make movies. And he just had this like light bulb moment where he said, it doesn't have to be that complicated. He was like, this doesn't have to be as complicated as we make it out to be. And he he wrote up a plan and he uh, he went back to 20th Century Studios. I don't know if it was Fox at the time, but 20th Century Studios and said, if you uh, let me shoot on locations and just trust that the VFX people are going to do their job, um, I will cut technical costs every step of the way, but I just want to throw, you know, I want to throw the camera on some sticks or a shoulder and just do what we can the old school way. And it's really, it's really cool that $80 million is not nothing. And, and it's, it's, it's much less than a usual contemporary blockbuster, but it's so cool that they just said, here's $80 million. Just show us what you got essentially. Yeah, and, and it's uh and it, it, it turned out, it turned out pretty good. Yeah. And 80, yeah. $80 million is not nothing, but uh, it's the way that he was able to use the $80 million. Yes. Um, Agreed. Because there is a lot of VFX in this, like a significant amount. But when you're not having yep. to have the entire shot for yeah. 80% of the movie be all VFX, you can you can make the VFX that's in the movie so much better because you can spend the money just on that. Yeah. And they can spend the time just on that. Um, totally. Like specifically, if you've seen the trailer at all, I mean, there are people that just are androidic they're pretty much androids like little AI. cylinders through yeah. where their ears would otherwise be yeah or if you watch football you would have seen them at an la game yeah that's uh, insane oh, i forgot about yeah. that yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously all of that is just vfx it's yeah. somebody wearing i'm sure they're wearing some sort of green you know cap thing on the sure. back of their head or whatever but um like that's all vfx and that's in a significant part of the movie uh there are several uh, scenes of the movie that are in cities. Yep. Um, and so obviously all of that's going to be, I assume it's not miniatures. They looked like CGI and it looked yeah. really good because good. it's not the entire mm -hmm. film. You can spend more time on those moments and it makes the $80, like $80 million look better. Cause if this yep. was a Marvel movie for $80 million, this would have looked 
rough. I mean, hey, you know what? It maybe that would have prompted them to to, to <laughs> just like, get their button gear a little bit more. Yeah. Because like uh, as we're know. talking about VFX, I saw um, I saw Thor: Love and Thunder. I, I don't think yeah. there's any. <laughs> uh, as we're talking about VFX, there is. Um, there's a certain point in a lot of contemporary blockbusters where I feel like I'm watching an animated movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where so much of it is just unnecessarily... Um, and, and a lot of that, the reason, the crazy part is that the reason why they do that a lot of the time is that they uh, they start principal photography before designs are finalized. So they literally can't build sets and can't build models or, or, uh, or create uh, some kind of something for the actor to look at and just know this is what you're going to be, this is what you're seeing, even if it's not really there. Um and so they 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 have to do it all in post, which it leads to movies that just look they look rubber, they look yeah. animated, they look fake. And there was not. Um, and we'll, we'll get back into general thoughts. I, I derailed us completely. No, but, no. but like I mean, these are all general thoughts. Um, but I, uh, for as much as you know, I've got some I've got some critiques of the movie for sure. I uh, I never once didn't believe what I was looking at. Yes. You know what I mean? Yep. It all looked real and textured. It looked like it occupied the space that it was supposed to be in. It it yeah. looked incredible. Yeah. All of their yeah. costumes were practical yeah. and real. And I, that's one thing that just really irks me about some of these sci-fi movies that comes out. Because you can tell mm-hmm. when it's not, or when it's not, like when they're not wearing the thing that they're yeah. wearing. Um, and it just looks so much better when you, when, um, I understand you can't do as much with it. It can't be as outlandish. It can't be as, you know, unrealistic or, you know, futuristic sure. because it has to be practical and they're actually wearing it. But mm-hmm. in this movie, it looked like their cost, all of their costume design, I thought was phenomenal. I love mm-hmm. the design of, uh, all of the characters, yeah. um, from the military, which was more tactical and, and, uh, military advance mm-hmm. to the uh, other characters that were more supposed to be like rebels and, you know, um, guerrilla fighters. Yeah. Uh, and they still made it look futuristic and all practical and looked really cool. So, um, all right, Tristan, <coughs> I miss cool, something. cool kid in the leather jacket over there. Thank you. Um, the lady, the general lady or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Allison Janney. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. She was in hairspray. And I was so okay. excited to see her. She's the mom. So devil random. child. Devil child. On her Never spring. seen a hair, hairspray. So. <laughs> oh. Anyway, that was She's fun. right about that, though. Yeah. Allison Janey was in hairspray. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, Tristan. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Never seen yeah. hairspray. Don't know if I will. It's so good. You probably wouldn't like it. Hairspray but anyway. and Mamma Mia are not on the list to watch. <laughs> you would not like Mamma Mia. I know. Oh, hairspray is better than Mamma Mia. Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. I hear them Absolutely. put in the same... Yeah, the same. That's people why I'm saying, like, you for sure wouldn't like Mamma Mia, but like maybe some of Hairspray. They're both definitely in the mom musical category, and this is really what sure. we're here to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, nobody cares about the creator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely a movie that nobody watches. <laughs> yeah. Um. No general thoughts. I thought. Uh. Yeah. Like you said. Uh. You n- never once didn't believe. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I. T- I totally agree. I actually caught myself a few times like, how the heck did they do that? Oh, it's such a good feeling. Yeah. Oh. I'm like, it, it was it's mysterious. Yeah. Um, there were a few times that I, I wouldn't really, I got out and Easton asked me if I. Understood it. Yeah. Because she If has, I got confused. And I only say that because 
sci-fi movies specifically, and she said that on the podcast. Yeah. She doesn't like because she doesn't usually understand what's happening. I don't follow them very well. Because it's not real. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So she has it's a hard hard for time. me to like put myself in with them, like yeah. be with them in the movie because mm-hmm. I d- it's not real. Yeah. So like I'm a huge fan of Blade Runner and she just doesn't It's just not my thing. Yeah, she yeah. just doesn't really totally get fair. it and yeah. doesn't Yeah. And and that's I mean it, Blade Runner is very much more of a uh It's is, not a very it's a beloved but not a very Yeah. Widely, I like those like, movies. Not a lot of people I just don't I really you. know what's going on most of the time. Yeah. But upgrade. But I enjoy it. Yeah, upgrade is one. So I think yeah. it's she's good with subtle sci-fi. Subtle sci-fi. Sure. Uh and this movie, I think that's where I would categorize this. I didn't know that it was gonna be that. Yeah. But I feel like this is very subtle in its sci-fi nature. Obviously there's some futuristic stuff. Sure. Yeah. But it's it's like be- because everything is practical. Um uh we're only fifty years in the future, forty yeah. years mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah. Um, so things look, for the most part, kind of in the realm of possibility and yeah. real. Um, a lot of the droids or the um, androids or whatever you want to call them, most of them look humanoid. Uh, and the sure. ones that don't uh, still look like things we've kind of seen before, which yeah. maybe a, which some people have said is a con. I will say that. Well, that, the, that the robots look like something we've seen before? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Droids look like droids on Star Wars. Yeah. But maybe that's just because I... Uh, I, I, they they look, yeah, they look like some of them, not the main yeah. droids, but yeah. I could connect the some the of them. flatheads. Yeah, I could connect some of for them. For sure. Yeah, for um, sure. But uh, I think that may, I was curious if you did get lost in some yeah. stuff because there was a lot of moving parts towards the beginning. Yeah. But then the story just kind of became uh, relational. But, so yeah. it seemed like it was much easier to kind of stick yeah. with what was going The on. only thing that really like threw me out of it was the like chapter parts mm. like the mother the child those that does get confusing because the first one is the title of the movie and yeah. then we get we get subsequent i i get yeah. that yeah and it wasn't like picking up where it left off mm-hmm. every time yeah and so th- i was like okay are we back a little bit are we for like yeah we're in you. another place yeah. that was the only thing that threw me off i've heard and, a like, lot of people say of that's a con of the movie as well as they don't like those yeah. Uh, chapter I big think, title cards. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought they I were. I think co- it would have been fine with just like a little bit of like um um I don't know how to word it. But like if it was subsequent or like chronological. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. That may have like yeah. helped me. But I get that. Um yeah. No, I I enjoyed it. It was fine. I wasn't like, this is so amazing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like that. But you also watched this by yourself. I did watch it by myself and I didn't fall asleep. Really? Yeah. So uh, we had to watch this Thursday. Uh Well, we didn't have to. Yeah, we kind of did have to. We kind of did. But I really wanted to watch this in Dolby. I was like, like, I'm so excited for this movie. I want the grand screen. I want the music. I want the full. Yeah. I want the full thing. Yeah. Uh, Dolby was at six. She didn't get off work until seven, seven, 15. And there was a showing at seven, 15. So sure. Uh, was it? Oh, it was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't fourteen. Nope. Oh, okay. Um, it was. Seven. Well, now I'm even. Now I'm even more happy that yeah, I no. did the Dolby. Well, that's why I didn't ask you. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I went and watched this by myself. Well, kind of by myself. I watched it by myself, but one of my friends was also in the theater, um, who I told I was going with, and I said I can move seats so we can sit together. And he was like, "No, nah, don't worry about it." And then 
10 minutes in the movie, he was like, why didn't I... Like, <laughs> he texted me together. He texted me right before the movie started, like while trailers were going. He was like, "Why didn't we sit together again?" I'm like, "I don't know. I told you I can move <laughs> seats. I can like AMC well, he A-list. also thought yeah. I was with you, yeah. and he yeah. didn't want to have to like worry about both of us. Yeah, moving but for him. I like we both have AMC A list, so it cost us zero movie, like zero money to switch seats. Uh-huh. I, we just go on the app, cancel, and redo tickets. But gotcha. he was just trying to be nice about it and be yeah, like, yeah. "Yeah, don't worry about it." Um, yeah, but anyways. Uh, we both watched this. Yeah, we watched it the yeah. same night, like an hour apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we met up for dinner after. Yeah, but and all talked about it. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was like an interesting. Mm, the the like themes of this movie aren't anything different or like new Mm -hmm. i feel like there's a lot of movies that have the same themes uh i don't want to say anything because i don't know how yeah we can talk about specific things and and spoiler okay cool so yeah um and so i thought this movie was like like more artsy maybe more um it like you could tell they paid attention a lot to um the scenes and like the, I don't know, the art of the film and yeah. not just like the theme. Like th- thoughtfully made. Yes. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I, I appreciated that, but again, I wasn't like, this is so cool. So mm-hmm. there yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this movie was very much built on rule of cool. Um, yeah. I don't know if we said that on an earlier podcast or if we were talking about it after the movie, but Mm-hmm. I think okay, it was after the movie. But yeah. Um, I think this movie the the director very much just did. I'm gonna do things like I have this story, I have this uh these themes that I want to talk about. Um, but I also want to just shoot things that look really cool. I want to sure. put things on screen that like are really aesthetically pleasing. These shots are really cool, and I think he does a lot of that, and I like that. I like movies that are willing to just do things like I like maybe this isn't the most uh, I've read 17 books on the art of subtlety and filmmaking. Like mm-hmm. I just I just have this idea of a shot and I think this looks really cool and I think this will look really cool uh, on screen. I'm just going to do that. I'm not necessarily thinking of all of the subtext of of, you know, the item that's in the background or the. Um, the lighting and how, you know, these colors mashing together, which I like those movies. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I've seen a lot of videos about how La La Land does that really well. And mm-hmm. La La Land is right now on my litter box on my top four. <laughs> so like, I like that, but I also like these things where it's just like, I'm doing this thing because I really think this shot and this scene is going to look really cool in this way. Sure. Um, and I, I didn't know anything about the camera and all of that. I, that seems to be a piece of it. You know, mm-hmm. sh- shooting all in natural light. Yeah. He used moonlight a lot in the first 15 minutes of the movie, and it looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that he'd... he It's definitely, to, to the point that, that Tristan made a, a minute ago, I think it's definitely very thoughtfully made. I think that he uh, he's he's careful. He, he definitely seems to... to um, to have a very clear vision, but um, I think that 
you can afford a little bit more to do that sort of rule of cool stuff when uh, the goal is to kind of tether people to the ground to kind of make it feel, you know what I mean? To, yeah. uh, cause you're, you're not so much like put yourself in the, in the, the mind of like a documentary filmmaker. You're not so much, um, uh, you don't have time to compose things um, as intentionally. So the movie just, kind of feels like that it feels like your boots on the ground with these characters and you're just kind of shooting things to communicate information or to to show like you said just to kind of show how cool and interesting the world is yeah but uh yeah yeah i agree yeah. and i think he did show that very much the the top thing i took away from this movie was how cool and interesting the world that he created was um that was my biggest takeaway or my, my biggest pro of the movie is I thought mm -hmm. the world was really cool and I was really interested in how the technology had integrated the world and what it did. I mean, it directly tells you some of the stuff it does, but I just really like uh, all of that aspect. Um, but biggest con, I will say, uh, I think the script is the biggest detriment I agree. of the movie. Um, it's not bad. Um, but it's, it's just definitely lacking a lot of depth and it tries to, it tries to be a philosophical sci-fi movie and tries to, it really wants to be something a little bit deeper than it, it has. A, yeah. It just has the writing is like, lets it be. Yeah. Um, and it has hints from it from time to time. Um, and I think maybe. Maybe this is where the rule of cool hurt it, where it was like trying to have these grand moments and the dialogue really just is too on the nose mm -hmm. for the moment. Um, and like it lacks the subtlety that lets you get to that moment where those lines are as impactful as they could have been. Mm -hmm. um, but that is the one thing I think this movie does lack. Um, I've heard a lot of people very... Uh, this movie is getting hated on a decent amount. I don't know how much you guys, I don't know how much you're on Twitter. And I, not, not much. Okay. Um, so my letterbox has received it pretty well. Um, but film Twitter is not a fan. And I think it's because of the script. They're just digging into that part of it instead of sure. anything else. Um, I've seen a few people already put it on their bottom of the year. Uh, not oh. the bottom, but like bottom five. Uh, and That's specifically sick. I saw somebody, that had watched 145 movies from this year and it was in their bottom 10 and quantum mania was above this. And I just, <laughs> I just don't how you can have any integrity while putting those two together. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I also think that it's so fresh right now that, that it's going to get praised more just like any, any, any movie like this, it's going to get praised more than it deserves this early on. And it's going to get, um, it's going to get trashed more than it deserves this early on. The bottom five of the year. That's so silly. There's been it's some rough stuff bad. this year. Yeah, yeah there's not, been there's been some rough stuff this year. That's not, it's not that bad. Yeah, <laughs> and like I can understand if you're like, okay, they really try to do this, this ethical dilemma mm -hmm. and it just doesn't land. I can understand you saying that and being like, that's why I don't think it's, a four or four and a half, but like with how good all the technical stuff is and how pretty it looks on screen, I thought a lot of the actors did a pretty good job. Mm -hmm. I don't think Washington, the the lead actor, 
was anything groundbreaking. He definitely shouldn't win a, you know, he shouldn't get an Oscar nom, but I think he did a He's good. I did a good job. The kid did much better than I thought he oh, was. The kid, the kid did amazing. Was astounding. Yeah. That and little girl yeah. was yeah. unbelievable. She did so good. And so, like, I just don't see how you could. No. And and also, a lot of the subtle actors here, like the small characters here and there, mm. specifically I'm thinking of his best friend, um, yeah. without getting into too much, and his best friend's mm. girlfriend. Mm -hmm. That relationship was, like, maybe seven minutes, mm -hmm. and it f was such a cool part of the story that, like, sure. what, like, and it means a lot, like, it made, it was only a few minutes, but I think it was supposed to communicate a lot for our main character and um, help him progress and all of that. And so I just feel like there's way too much to just discredit everything for just no. not being able to land the depth that you were trying to. Like, that's that's hard. Yeah. Not everything can be Blade Runner. I not think everything's going to be Ex Machina when it comes to sci-fi. Not everything's going to be, uh, you know, like hitting that depth with a sci-fi is difficult. Yeah. And just because you see movies like... I almost said recommend for a dream. That's not sci-fi. Uh, <laughs> there's another movie I was thinking of that's very close to that. Oh, uh, Min Minority Report. You know, like... Sure, not sure. Total Recall. Like, th it's hard yeah, to yeah. kind of hit... Like, that's not easy. Yeah. Um, and you have to take those shots, too. Like, we're not getting these sci-fi movies very often anymore. Mm -hmm. um, that was a very early 2000s thing. The Fifth Element. Uh, like, mm -hmm. those sci-fi movies were big then, uh, and we're not getting them as much, so I think we should... I want more of these. Yeah. So I think we like sw like swing. I think and, at, and at the hit, very least you you have to appreciate the fact that the the movie is the product of somebody's vision because uh I, that person may have enjoyed uh Quantumania, that's Ant-Man, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you may have enjoyed Ant-Man more than just ever so slightly more than the creator, but you well, have to you have to give the creator credit for not being a corporate product. I it also, is yeah. it, it becomes a corporate product when a corporation releases it, of course. But at the very least, we all it know it started. Yeah. It started from a purer place. <laughs> yes. it, it it's certainly a purer piece of expression than Ant-Man five or whatever like it's yeah. just it's it, it is it has the capacity and the the wiggle room to be more than those movies are capable of being just by virtue of um Origin coming from a singular vision yeah. and, and yes and being original and gareth edwards has also said that he has no plans on franchising uh the creator at all he says he doesn't have an idea for a sequel chris white's the co-writer does not have an idea for a sequel there are no discussions hmm. about this going any farther than just being a single little movie and that Which is, is perfect Good. perfect yeah yeah and i and i the biggest complaint i've seen is the script but also they just say it's very unoriginal uh with a lot of its uh, like they just think it's inspired by so much that it loses its originality. That's fair. That's and one of my. That's one of my critiques. That is you know, one of my critiques as well. But I don't understand how you could say that. That like this is so unoriginal that I'm gonna put it as like a one star. Sure. Like it is not that unoriginal. Sure. Like Tristan said, it has things that you've noticed in other mm -hmm. movies, and it has some of these same mm -hmm. themes. That's been done uh, multiple times over. Yeah. Um. But then, like, it just baffles me how you can say, like, this is so unoriginal, so I'm going to rate it this low. But then you're going to be like, but Ant-Man Quantumania yeah. isn't, yeah. like, that's, 
those movies, it's well, it's Marvel also the definition. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. No, <laughs> cut you off, Tristan. It's okay. the definition of. I got really heated there. <laughs> it's the it's the definition of unoriginal because it's based on a comic book. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's the yeah. it is the very definition of something being unoriginal. It's based on a comic book and. It's just pulling the same formula that we've yes. been doing for 20 movies. So like it's it's not original in any sense of the form. No. Which and is which I, I I have been obviously very anti-Marvel on the podcast. I've been anti-Marvel for a while, but I do understand going and watching those and having fun. That's really? I I have people should see whatever they want when, and have a good time with it. And when I like try not to think about those movies too much, I do have fun during them sure. like the big battles like in the big battle of quantum mania like i still had fun and like the stupid dialogue was stupid and i had fun with how stupid it was but i don't see how you could like say unoriginal for this and then somehow rate yeah. it like that it just really baffles me how the reception i've seen of this movie which is making me like it a little bit more mm-hmm. um but yeah that's most of my I, thoughts. I think that the movie does what... I do think this is, uh, on paper, the creator is a great sci-fi story in that it does what all great sci-fi stories does, it or do, excuse me. It, uh, it asks social and political questions, and the, the trouble with the creator is that it doesn't quite have the gas to answer those social and political questions because it's not quite willing to be it's not quite willing to be mathematical enough in a way because the movie is very sentimental and it's very emotional and um at a certain point uh but but also that's kind of the tug of war that's happening in the movie is that i would have really liked it if it had just planted its feet firmly in one of those two camps if it was either all emotion and sentimentality or all uh you know uh, socio-political discussion if it was if it was one of those two uh, because I mean you look at something like uh, Blade Runner for instance uh, Blade Runner is a is a movie that is crafted with a great deal of emotion but it is also uh, it is also to a certain degree um, it is so philosophical and it is so socio-political that it is it kind of becomes more a dissertation on ai and sentience Mm -hmm. than an actual Mm -hmm. uh than an actual uh um character-driven narrative which is okay that's what i want blade runner to be um and if the creator had planted itself in that camp perfect that's exactly what it needs to be then but um i didn't get enough of the um the relationship between Alfie and uh, John David Washington, I didn't get nearly as much of that as I would have liked. I thought that uh, their their chemistry um, when they were trying to escape that farm in New Asia, I thought that was excellent. They uh, they played off of each other extremely well. John David Washington seemed really comfortable doing what I would guess was improvising, trying to get mm-hmm. her into the truck. Um, like all of that was great. And their their little interactions where he's kind of an asshole to her and she just is so pure and innocent that she's not gathering that yeah. he's being an asshole. Like all of that was terrific. And I would have loved way more of that. But the movie is so pulled between those two sides and it spends so much time um, trying to educate you on what the world looks like uh, and you know uh, uh, how AI has affected um, has affected daily life and then simultaneously really wanting you to have spent enough time with Alfie and um, uh, uh, 
John David Washington. Yeah. To I also, sell to sell that ending, uh, which I, yeah. we'll, we'll get into spoilers, but I just didn't, I couldn't emotionally get to where they wanted me to be. Yeah, yeah. and I also feel like that might have been a problem with the pull of like. Washington's character had already had a, an emotional like grounding character. Mm -hmm. Like he was like so much of the film was already dedicated for his emotional, like he already had an emotional character. Like he was already drawn to like, he already had an emotional pull. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you added another character. So like it was fighting for screen time of like where his emotion was going to get pulled to. And so like, I think that may have been a reason why we couldn't get there with uh, uh, Alfie yeah. was because he was being like the screen was splitting time with where he was emotionally being drawn to because yeah. we also need to be emotionally invested in this other character mm-hmm. that he's connected with or else the ending doesn't make sense. Yeah. His character uh, um, motivations don't make any sense yeah. if that emotional uh, pull isn't there so it, it, he's getting pulled like it just makes it hard to fully like i was fully invested in the one and alfie's like trying to fight for that yeah. and it doesn't really feel like it yeah it, it feels like it's not enough i uh, think and it's just too i think it's just too hard having those two poles yeah i think a, a, a clearer more streamlined version of this story is actually in one of the the movies that he referenced as an influence which was rain man he said oh. that Rain Man was one of his major, structurally and, and uh, um, uh, a little bit narratively, that was a big influence on the movie. And I think that what you're missing in this movie is something that exists in Rain Man, which is, uh, has everyone seen Rain yeah. Man? Yeah, yeah. she um, showed me this here. Uh, mm-hmm. Tom Cruise's girlfriend in mm-hmm. that movie. Um, uh, she, the, the uh, oh, um, what's her name? What's the character's name in the creator? Um, uh Gemma Chan's character, his his oh, uh, his yeah. his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, I can't think. No, of I know she, you're talking yeah, about too. But if she hadn't except, had, phone, um, so. uh, if she hadn't had the the thing that happens uh, in, sure. in the beginning of the movie, and she was on this road trip with Alfie and uh, John David Washington, if she was kind of a tethering presence for him, the link between him and the little girl, I think that would have made a lot of sense. Hmm. It, it would have, I think it would have solved a lot of the, um, a lot of the uh, emotional problems that we're, we're kind of getting into. Which and, is, which uh, is what I thought was going to happen too. Yeah. It, it would um, make a lot more sense yeah. if, you know, he comes back to new Asia and he's reuniting with her, yeah. but he has this sort of uh, unwanted baggage yes. of this yeah. little girl which is what i think I was, that yeah. would have made a, a lot more sense and it would have uh it would have started with friction that's a little bit easier to justify because i i also they never spent enough time on john david washington's prejudice toward ai to really justify for me his animosity towards the little girl mm-hmm. like it I, I get that he's just been so conditioned by kind of western society to hate ai but at a certain point he didn't seem that passionate about that hatred yeah. and to me, it didn't seem to affect the so way he was treating her i don't think it all. was a hatred towards um maybe distrust or I, I think it was just um, bigotry i think it was just no like he had this like full belief that they just aren't alive so it doesn't they don't matter sure 
So it wasn't like I hate them. It was just like, I don't care. Like if they live or die, I don't like, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. What matters to me are the like humans that are, yeah. an indifference to their well being because they, they don't have souls. I, that's what I felt like. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't I, I think feel right. them yeah. as living beings. So he doesn't care whether they live or die. Now, I, I, not to get into spoilers, but obviously some stuff happens to where that kind of gets, <laughs> 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 um, some of that gets challenged. But I, I think that's kind of what it was. Because uh, also, you know, the beginning of the movie, he's obviously been around AI for a long yeah. period of time um, in a positive manner. And so I think, like, not to get into too much, but uh, his backstory makes him, quote unquote, hate AI. But then mm-hmm. he's surrounded by them and he gets to see that they're not necessarily inherently bad. And sure. so I think it becomes a, I'm not, I'm no longer, I no longer hate or like, I don't love them either, but I'm indifferent because I, I don't have a, like, I don't have a, I don't have the philosophical, philosophical belief that they're But alive. how do you dramatize indifference? That's the yeah, problem. That's maybe. kind of the problem we're running yeah. into is like, how do you dramatize indifference? And also you would think that based on his uh, his experiences in the U.S. Army kind of uh, doing what they do at yeah. the beginning of the movie, um, it makes more sense for him to stay in New Asia than to go back to the United States, mm-hmm. I think. And and that's kind of, this is we're, we're, this is script script problems, yeah. uh, structure problems. Which is what we, yeah, and, we've all said and, is probably the weakest link. Yeah, and, and it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to overlook the fact that Really, it needs to be clearer cut. Does he like or dislike them? Because I understand that this is a, a movie with more nuance than your average big sci-fi blockbuster. But you can have you can have nuance and also very clear emotional stakes. Sure. This movie does, which this movie does not always have. Yep, I think apathy describes it too. How he yeah. feels toward them. Yeah, and that's just not dramatically interesting. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so, just not. Um, I think we should get into spoilers uh, here very quickly. Um, I will say I think um, the reason why they wanted uh, to, uh, to, I think the reason why they did some of the things they did is because they wanted a um, father-child dynamic, yeah. and I think that's just hot right now. And, sure. And I don't think that that's not discredit to the director. I don't think he was like, that's hot, like at the moment. So I want to do that. Yeah. I think it's just, that's what's on people. Like, I think that's just what's on people's minds sure. is that one person, like one adult that's troubled and having issues is with a child. And that cr- changes both of them yeah. um, through their trial of trying to get to point A to point B, surviving the situation, blah, blah, blah. blah. That theme is just kind of um, prevalent in media mm-hmm. right now. So I think, that just got attached and I think that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. And that's why it, it may have been a hindrance because I think kind of what you said and what I thought was going to happen would have been better for the character and for the film. Yeah. But I think that was on his mind. Like this, this is the story of this person with yeah. this person and them doing these things. So yeah. yeah, I would agree. You have any last thoughts ready to go into spoilers? I'm ready. Okay. Ready, let's do it. Okay. Uh, do you recommend going to see this in theaters? Wait for it on streaming. Never watch it. Please, please see this in the theater. Okay. Please give this your money. The industry needs it. Please. <laughs> it's please. just another another I, bottoms. It's another bottoms, <laughs> but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get on my soapbox again. <laughs> I, I will say just 
I think that if you are a fan of of uh, of big sci-fi movies, if you're a fan of blockbusters, um, you'll I think you'll enjoy it. And even if you even if you don't, I promise it's never going to look or sound boring. Like this is a mm-hmm. this is a good time on the big screen. And if you can uh, support original voices in the meantime, all the better. Yeah, I I mean, sure, but. <laughs> Like I said, I I don't love it. It's not really my type of movie. So you're more like if it comes like <coughs> wait for Netflix, and I think you might. Yeah, and I'm saying like if you if your family wants to go see a movie Friday night, you can see this one. Like it's gonna be fun. Okay, that's all. I'd also argue that you guys are giving the feedback that Gareth Ad- Edwards probably wants more than mine. Like he probably doesn't want people going out there being like, "It's homework. You have to." <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like you have to. You have to give this your money. No, I uh, I very much do recommend it because I think it. I I think for a general audience, they'll have less of issues than what. That's true. Oh, mm-hmm. like I think that's the thing. Yeah. Is general audiences totally. are going to have less of an issue with the unoriginality mm-hmm. because they're not going to. They yeah. haven't seen three thousand movies. Sure, they haven't seen every movie that this is being inspired by, and it's taking and from it's these different things. It's easier to swallow. Yeah, it's it's easier to take in. It than is very like blood blade. Mm-hmm. Bl- Blood Good Runner. Night. That'll be the next Blood movie. Runner. <laughs> I can't wait for Blood that movie. <laughs> Blood Runner would be great. Uh, this, uh, um. Dolph Lundgren already made Blood Runner in the '90s. I'm sure. I'm sure if we look up if we look up if we look up Blood Runner on IMDb, yeah. it's going to have Dolph Lundgren or Steven Seagal or Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I think most general audiences will have a lot of. Uh, I don't want to say fun, but I think they'll very much like it. Um. Uh, my theater was very quiet when the movie ended. Um, but I think that's Same just here. the way that the the tone afterwards. You have. Uh, I, I guess I shouldn't get into it, but there's a, there's mixed emotions, mm-hmm. um, not with like how it ended of like was that a bad ending? Just um, think like it, there's closure. Mm-hmm. Like it, it saw gives, some tears in my theater. Oh, good. Yeah, I good. cried. Yeah, yeah oh. people were people yeah. seemed invested. Good, good. Yeah. That's good because uh, um, I didn't quite. I wasn't quite there. Me I either. yeah. Yeah. Um, and but I really didn't know what my theater's mm-hmm. reaction was. But there's a lot of like it just it gives you closure. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is good, especially because this is just supposed to be a film. Yeah. So it gives you closure. Um, and it, 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 there's goods and bads that happen with the end. And so I think that's, um, that's good. So I think you will have a lot of fun if you go to the theater. It, it looks, it looks so good. Mm-hmm. Um, the first 15 minutes, I was just blown away with that first sequence. It looked, mm-hmm. um, it looked so crisp. Yeah. It sounded fantastic. Um, and I think those are the movies to see in theater. If you wait until it comes out on Netflix or Hulu or whatever the 15 streaming services are, I, it'll definitely still be good on there. I think it'll still uh, transfer over well. But uh, on the big screen, I think this is a plus. It's a good sci-fi movie to like if you're interested in sci-fi. Uh, I've seen, and I've done this myself with like, tone heavy movies where I'll just like put them on in the background while I'm working or writing or doing whatever. And this is, this is like one of those good kind of movies. Like, uh, uh, like if you wanted to throw up like Blade Runner or something just on the TV while you're doing something, if you look up at any given moment, you're going to see something gorgeous. I think the creator Mm -hmm. is kind of one of those movies where if you throw it on, you just look up and you're just going to go, God, man. (laughs) All right. And you know what I mean? Like, and and that's, that's an okay relationship to have with, uh, with, I think. Yeah. 
Agreed. Cool. Okay. Well, that's all of our uh, recommendations. Uh, we're going to take a short little break where we'll talk about uh, Tallgrass and uh, the Film Center, and then we'll be right back to the spoiler part of the review. So the two little ads we got here, first and foremost, uh, Tallgrass Film Festival is happening right now in Wichita, Kansas. If you're in the area, um, make sure to check that out. Uh, to go to tallgrassfilms.org uh, uh, to get passes and to look at the schedule and buy some films. We are currently doing it right now. We are watching the movies. Um, so if you're in the area, make sure to go check it out. Second, um, there is a local uh, Halloween fest uh happening during October at Tallgrass Film Center uh, over the course of October. So if you're in the area and you're interested in some horror movies, um, they're showing Hellraiser and The Lost Boys and um, a couple of those types of movies. Uh, so just go to Tallgrass Film Center, um, the website, tallgrassfilms.org, and go to Tallgrass Film Center to look at the details for that. Uh, each night they have a special guest appearing after the film. There's also a suggested dress code where you can dress up like the movie. So if you're into horror movies and want to have some fun in the Wichita area, make sure to check those two things out. All right, back to the show. And we're back. Uh, after that short little break, and now we're talking about spoilers. Uh, we talked a lot during our spoiler free, which is great. Um, so we're just going to kind of get into the nitty gritty of some of the stuff that we were uh, talking about um, because now we can spoil it. So if you haven't seen it yet and you're interested and you don't want some of the stuff to be spoiled, um, then uh, go ahead and pause and come back. I do think this is a movie that can be spoiled. So some movies we watch and we're like, eh, you know, some stuff gets spoiled is not a big deal, but it's not predictable. I don't think so. Sure. Maybe it is. I think up to the, up to the very end was when, mm -hmm. uh, as soon as we were, um, I was disappointed by the reveal that is her name. Mira. Is that it, oh, sounds right? Mia. 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 Yes. Mia. I was disappointed to find that, uh, was that Mia was like in a coma. Well, yeah, that she was in a coma. Yeah. I, I I thought I, that was a very I thought that was a miss too. Yeah, I thought that that was a that was a little bit of a miss, and also the um, uh, the choice to make him pull the plug. Um, I think so to speak. it was just supposed to be another like communication that they're good. Yes, that they that yeah. they don't kill. Like they won't even kill someone that's in a coma. Isn't going to come back. Like they wouldn't. They would never nuke. LA. But like, even that justification, uh, they mentioned that it's just hardwired into them that they can't, yeah. they I can't know. kill the yeah. I don't think maker. it's good. Yeah. I, I just yeah. I just think that's kind of what they were doing. And yeah. I, I don't think it's good. That's just another the script just isn't sure. well written enough to kind of back some of the things that they're trying to yeah. portray. I, I and I did say it after the movie. Um I thought this was I I thought this was a really cool, clever small little thing that they threw in there mm -hmm. um, of the U S government lying on mm -hmm. why that nuke went off. Um, yeah. I thought that was extremely, excuse me, uh, believable. And mm -hmm. I thought it was a really cool way of, we didn't know that for the first three fourths of the movie. Yeah. Um, you could have implied it, but I wasn't even, I mean, that never came to mind until that line. I was like that totally believable. It totally yeah. makes sense. Um, yeah, and it, it definitely was trying to, it, it showed that it was trying to be, you know, anti-American military complex and all of that stuff, which is totally fine totally. in my opinion. Yep. So, um, yeah, I thought that was a very, it was just one line, but yeah. I thought it was 
I thought that one line was very well put. And that was one positive, I think, in my opinion, with the script. Yeah, I agree. Um, because it also didn't uh, it didn't hint at it. It's just, this is what happened, and this is the world we live past that. Um, and then out of nowhere, the worldview changes. Just like his worldview and that moment changed. So, yeah. yeah. Whether you believe him or not, though. That was the... I, I, I think that the uh, at that point, the movie had spent... Uh, enough time so to make time you believe on, it. Yeah, yeah, so much time on the West's response to AI. Yeah. And, and I agree. And that, that it makes uh, it makes total sense. Um, but yeah, I uh, I, I enjoyed, uh, um, as I said before, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the movie and I thought that some of those little details worked really well. I also think, now that we're in spoilers, had another area where uh, the movie would have been improved by having Mia with them for the entirety of the the journey would have been um, uh, the end when they're on Nomad and just before it, uh, just yeah. before it blows up, after they send Alfie away, the the idea of there was her, no uh, her like maybe maybe uh, uh, streamlining things a bit. The uh, the big emotional uh, crescendo at the end of the movie is her making the decision to stay on the doomed space station with him. You know what I mean? Like that just kind of a. Um, I don't think it was the, a decision. No, no, no. This I'm I'm pitching. Oh, an idea. oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm pitching okay. an idea, like an, an alternative. I I think the the idea of uh, of it just being um, a an approximation in code of her consciousness yeah. that's on the. I understand it has less weight. It has way less weight. Yeah, and I I think that and you could have um, still had that moment. Yes. If if she wasn't in a coma, but yeah. just was still just the mastermind in the background, and like obviously she's not going to be at the front line of all these fights because sure. she's the creator, and so you could have had her at the place, and then she get he gets there, and she's just there, and then yeah. they finish their mission, and like she's not going to let him go alone, yeah, and so they go up together, and it's a perfectly fine or maybe when the army raids that base where where Alfie is it just happens to be on an occasion where she's there fine tuning the AI or something yeah. or she she just happens to be there and then through circumstances it's out of everyone's control she's forced to go on the journey with them despite her better judgment or or so you know what i mean it just it, if we had um it seemed after a certain point that things happened because they needed to happen and because that, they wanted yeah. a specific uh, scenario and they yes. were just doing anything they could yeah. to keep that scenario. Like her being in a coma felt like Gareth Edwards uh, coming up with the idea that AI are, are not able to harm the creator. And so uh, then he came up with the idea for a scene where he has to pull the plug on his, on his wife. And then I think it feels like he came up with that idea and then he didn't build out the connective tissue enough to make that, idea resonate as much as it could yeah. um and i uh, will have to say i don't think more time would have helped either no i think i don't think so the runtime in this was um pretty good if not even a tad long so everything that may have helped the movie like would have had to just been changes in scenes and changes sure. in what what is actually happening rather than just we need more time with alfie in washington yeah. like Adding 10 minutes would, would have, I think, slowed the movie down to a pace that is a drug. Yeah. So. I agree. Okay. I agree. Um, 
now I'm having a we jumped straight to the end there <laughs> with yeah. uh, so what I was saying with uh, um, a really impactful scene at least for me was when he found his friend and his friend had then married a AI mm-hmm. um, I thought that was a very interesting scene something yes. that I wasn't really expecting yeah. and I think showed uh, growth um, mm-hmm. in an individual character which was supposed to be mirroring what our possible protagonist was going to do um, and I think even with that small amount of time i think the emotion bet- bet- of her death uh was also impactful um uh, like i felt that uh, of the girlfriend the uh, girlfriend's yeah. death um um or off whatever you want to and a, a, a compliment to the script actually uh there is a a moment in that scene the the reveal is very it's very subtle uh, where she comes into the room and he calls he calls the AI babe mm-hmm. at one point, and then all that we get to uh, indicate that times have changed, things have changed, and now John David Washington's character isn't entirely sure about you know who this guy is anymore. Like I, yeah. I yeah. I've I've been away from you for so long. It's just this little moment where he goes babe yeah and then he's like shut up shut up like it's <laughs> yeah. that that's yeah. all you need yeah is that tiny little yeah. moment yeah because there's a lot of subtext behind it and if there had been um if there had been more of that with a lot of the sort of uh the- larger scale philosophical ideas than i think that things would have felt a little bit more yes like concise, i said a little bit more streamlined. some of the dialogue felt very on the nose yes and uh there's a subtlety that really helped the dialogue yeah um, and a lot of the more heavy hitting dialogue was just very, uh, fell flat because of how direct it was. And it's, there's also a not so subtle moment in that same scene oh, when that no. guy is, do you know what I'm talking about? When he's like inspecting Alfie and he's, you know, he's got mm-hmm. his little oh. soldering thing and he's like poking around and then he, uh, it's an ADR line. It was it was added after the fact yeah. because it seems like uh, I read it as like test audiences had no idea why Alfie could do the stuff that she did. So there's an ADR line uh, on it. It's on a close up of John David Washington, but we're hearing his friend mm-hmm. say, um, uh, say this is the most advanced AI I've ever seen. Yeah. She's going to grow. And then as she grows, her ability to manipulate technology will just get stronger and stronger. She could stop any weapon in her path. And I was like, Jesus, okay. Like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> and <laughs> we'd already seen her do it multiple times. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I understand. All we need is, like, uh, she has the capacity to grow. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And then that, yeah. that or tells her us her like, powers will grow as yes. she grows. Like, or something. Yeah. Or, or if the creator of the AI was on the journey with them, none of that would have had to be yeah. said at all. But, but like I said, yeah. I think it was a very conscious decision that they wanted Washington and just yeah. the child. Yeah. Um, which I personally, I love that dynamic. I've always been a fan of it. So when I saw sure. it in the movie, I was pleased with it because I like that dynamic. It's the dynamic of my favorite video game of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I get it. I like it. I wasn't a problem with it. But I do think something else could have definitely helped it. Sure. Uh, and also, adding a third person for a quarter of the journey yeah. or a half of the journey isn't bad either. Yeah. Because yeah. you can which also is, separate them. So. Which is the structure of Rain Man, like we talked mm-hmm. about before. She is not on the whole road trip with them. She yeah. leaves after a certain point. She's kind of mm-hmm. serves her narrative purpose, and then she has a natural exit, and she takes it. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just think that that could have helped a lot, but they didn't ask me. No. <laughs> um, I thought that the um, 
our our big bad uh was really just a ship um yeah. the mm. uh, what's the what what's the name of it the, the, the might of the american military <laughs> <laughs> it starts yeah. with an n i can't remember what it's uh, called nomad nomad yeah um i thought it looked great mm-hmm. um aesthetically it was amazing i think they could have done some better camera work to make it look more terrifying um but that's just me i got you they just had some scenes where you're like oh they're about to like it's about to like come out of the clouds and it's going to be like a horror scene almost as these people are seeing nomad come out of nowhere Uh um and like they could have just used it better in the camera work stuff but looked great um the blue lines coming down out of it looked Mm -hmm. aesthetically amazing um, I think practically, yeah, yeah, practically it didn't make any sense. It just looked like a big ship from space that shot down a missile. Uh-huh. And that doesn't seem that much different than any other plane that we have. Sure. Like I didn't under, like it did, like it looked threatening. It obviously was devastating, but it wasn't really anything different than like, yeah. why was that a $20 trillion or I don't yeah. know how much they said well, it if was. They, if they had demonstrated that it had capacities other than just kind of hovering in the atmosphere. Yeah, it yeah. hovers, it yeah. shoots down a directly straight line, so yeah. it has to be directly over the thing that it's shooting. Oh, the, the missiles do move. Yeah. They, fire, they fired the... At the very, at yeah, the very, yeah, yeah. very, very, very end, Yeah, you see it shoot... So, like, it... It just it was that was not a consistent part of the nomad. Sure. In every other scene, nomad was flying over the sky, would get directly over you, and then mm-hmm. shoot down. And then in the last scene of the movie, it shoots off twenty five missiles to twenty five yeah. different locations, and immediately with exact precision hit all of them. Sure. So I, that didn't make sense to me. So I, I thought it you. was aesthetically really cool until the end, where it kind of broke down the practicality of like. It didn't like it wasn't consistent. I got so you. like I didn't like that part of it. It seemed at the end that they were uh, positioning it as like a mobile military base, essentially. Like it seemed yeah. like there were a lot of people living there, and that they were. It looked like they were. Um, they were doing like, um, uh, what's the, um, what's the term? Um, uh, study of plants. What's the uh, herbology? I wanted to say herbology, but I was like, is that just Harry Potter? <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't sure. You know what I mean? I well, was like, I've yeah. never seen Harry Potter, so I, I'm I not gotcha. pulling okay, that okay. from that, but I could be pulling it from the 17,000 RPG games I've played. Okay, perfect. Well, either way, study of plants. It looked like they were conducting mm-hmm. experiments on plants and things like that. Yeah. And if that had been, if they had established it as essentially being a mobile military base that they that can you know uh, travel between planets or that just hovers in the atmosphere, totally cool. I, I totally buy that. But it seemed like all of the conversation about Nomad was just purely as a weapon. It was yeah. nothing other than a yep. single weapon. Yeah. And um, that, that, was, that was confusing, that once they actually get inside, it seems to have, and clearly, it has to have more going on than just being a, a weapon because of how large huge, it is. Yeah. But, uh, like, you know, there, there's more going on on the Death Star than just, you know, shooting every now and then. But, planet, um, yeah. But I it's uh, supposed to strike fear, which which actually, to your point earlier, one of the things that I love about Gareth Edwards stuff that I didn't feel with Nomad um, is that he has an exceptional ability to uh, uh, communicate 
size and scale of objects. Like I have never felt the scale of Godzilla more than I did in his Godzilla movie. And I think that um, the same could be said for the Death Star or there's, and he, he uses really simple perspective tricks to do it. Like in Rogue One, when there's that Star Destroyer just, uh, yeah. uh, idling above that yeah. city. It's enormous. It's imposing. It's the first time we yep. get a perspective for how large they are. And with and Nomad, it it never leaves that particular, but to your point, never leaves that, that area in the atmosphere. So it just kind of looks like a big shape more <laughs> than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and at the end, they just say fire on all the camps that like they didn't, like there wasn't something that happened to, that gave them the information where the ca- camps are. They just decided to finally shoot them. They did find the bases. Uh, they did get the information on where all those bases from were when they. Well, what was it? They uh, uh, when they raided the. Um, uh, it looked kind of like. Uh, um, so when they raided and stole the, the kid in Washington, it looked kind of like it looked kind of like Yemen. That um, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? That area in New Asia. When they uh, when they raid it, somebody oh. says at some point they gave us the locations of um, all the other AI. Was there still time left in the movie when that line was read? There, there was. This like, it, was, was it at the very end, or was it like this was when they minutes left? Uh, it was. It was. You know who it was? I remember now. It was that character that grabs John David Washington and says, "You're a hero. You brought us the weapon." And he says okay. that he says uh, he rattles off some throwaway line. So it's they gave us the, the location. Yeah, they okay. gave us the location to all the AI bases. Okay. And uh, again, that's kind of. Uh, it's it's just it's solving a narrative problem and they also, really quickly and kind of clumsily and they just took like the the perfect amount of time to locate them all and be able to put them all on their map to shoot yes. them. Yeah. 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 Which that's also just that's movies. I'll let that I'll let yeah. that pass. I yeah. thought they legitimately just had the bases and they just weren't shooting them for whatever reason until they were about to blow up. No, they've got like, you, that they've got you covered, sense. Easton. Okay. They they uh they did their homework. I'm 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 all good. Like I, I can't I can't hate that because I'm a Star Wars fan and sure. Star Wars is always we get it done right before everyone's about to die. Yeah. yeah. Um, we get all it's the- also, it's also very, we have this information. Well, how'd you get it? We, got it. like, <laughs> we, you know, we, we, we found both and spies. Duh. Yeah. 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 Just, uh, spies got it for us. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. But also I think that if you, for all of our issues with like these details seem muddy or I'm not sure exactly what this does or what purpose it serves. I feel like if you sat Gareth Edwards down and asked him, he probably has an answer for every little detail. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, feel like you could say that with pretty much any director for any. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you have to kind of take it out of that. Yeah. And I'm not, yeah. and I'm not okay. saying that's a, that's a, you know, that a uh, we, defense, people can't but, ask those questions. Yeah. I just get the, um, I get the sense that they're they're thoughtful decisions being made. Yes, like yeah. I think that I think that when they they made those decisions, a lot of people found a logical solution for why this makes sense or what the history or origins of this uh, this are. I I think that there's definitely thought put into all of it, but all of that thought kind of doesn't matter if we don't understand uh, when we're actually yeah. watching the movie. But. Um. So I guess last thing here I'll say is I thought um, the child being the weapon, I know that's really early on or whatever, mm-hmm. but I thought that was a great, I thought that was a really cool um, subverting expectations. Um, um, at least for me, I know maybe it's, I wish it hadn't been in the trailer. Oh, I didn't see say. it. It so was, it go. was in the okay. trailer. 
Um, I just saw the kid turning his face. I didn't know anything about, about it being a weapon. I just knew the child. I got was you. Maybe thing. I just saw the right trailer. Um, I think it kind of gave me some X-Men three vibes. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. With, yeah, that's uh, a deep pull. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> no don't be sorry. Yeah, I watched that movie that's just, all the time as a kid. Yeah, so that's that's funny. the last stand. Let's go. That, um, yeah. <laughs> so it kind of gave me that vibe, but I, I I liked it. So I was a very yeah. I I thought that was really uh, interesting. I do think it was kind of weak how they got up to Nomad, but sure. I go. thought it was weird. They steered the plane. That they were and they faked it at her death. <laughs> The child was watching, like, war shows yeah. all yeah. the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, are you in training? Is that <laughs> what is this? I think- there, there is one funny little detail. If you if you look at the cartoon that she's watching, I didn't notice it until the second time, uh, mm. that scene where he turns the TV off and she keeps turning it back yeah. on. I didn't notice, um, but it's a. Uh, it looks like they made a... Uh, um, an anime for the movie because Nomad is in the cartoon, the um, uh, the, the the space station. That's cool. So yeah, hmm, it's uh, cool. maybe it's just like subliminal messaging for her her little child mind. Where yeah. like you will propaganda. This is, this is yeah. your purpose. <laughs> the American military complex is bad and here to kill you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Did you have something? No. Oh, okay. I had something and now I've I've oh. kind of lost it. So um, but I don't have too much else. Spoiler free. Like I said, we talked about a lot of it already. So yeah. do you have any last thoughts? I don't. No. I think that's about it. Okay. Um yeah. My last thought is I do think the ending just was a little rough with the subconscious just to how that all played out. Mm-hmm. Um because she implanted the the consciousness, and for some reason, it didn't wake up for the perfect amount of time. Oh yeah, yeah. and when why, when why, earlier we were shown that it happens that instantly, guy woke up instantly. Yeah, and why did they even have a copy of her in the AI? Like, I, it's not about just, her likeness. Like, yeah, seeing I, but I know, but they're they're so. anti AI for but for answers. You know what I mean? It, they can interrogate an AI with her consciousness in it. That that I, well, I thought no, made no, sense. She didn't have her consciousness in there until he put, she Alfie put it in put there. It in. No, yeah. but, but it was the military that yeah. tried to steal it. So I'm sure they were just stealing it for, like, you know, secrets on how do we... Well, yeah. the military just had an AI of her likeness. It didn't have her consciousness or anything. Right. No, no, no. But uh, but Allison Janney, the, the, uh, the, the general, after... Uh, he pulls the plug. She's the one who puts that mechanism in there to take yeah. to take the creator's yeah. consciousness. So I think she was taking it. I imagine for the purpose of no. learning yes. secrets of the that, rebellion. No, and, and I get that. that. Sort of no, I agree with you on that. I meant on Nomad, they had all of these AI uh, drones in these bags that weren't being used. Oh, I see what it you're saying. It doesn't make sense that they have all these AI, like I they're anti-AI. Why do they have a bunch of these AI things? And they just- They stole them. And they just- I mean, and research. They, they just happen to have the likeness of the creator. Uh-huh. And like, that's what I mean. Like, I see I see what you're talking about now. It doesn't yeah, really yeah. make sense that they're yeah. on there and that they're on there. And then for you to also just have the perfect one and that she finds it doesn't make any sense either. Like yeah. it was just, that was all like, okay. And Very then, convenient. And yeah. then you like, I'm okay with some convenient stuff. Like I said, five minutes ago, but that was a little too much. Sure. And then it didn't make sense. Like there's a lot of things that weren't making sense in the last 10 minutes. 
Uh-huh. Um, just so that you could get the moment where he finally gets, and it was foreshadowed a billion times before of, he just wants to hug her one last time, just wants to see her one last time. Uh-huh. And that was his chance to do that. Like that was it. Yeah. It was built up to just would have been great if it was really her, huh? Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's why yeah. I just, it just didn't feel like it was quite, but I, I, other than that, I, I like that she escaped. I liked how that happened. Yeah. Uh, seeing her at the bottom, um, I know I'm referencing a bunch of other movies here, but it kind of felt like uh, iRobot. Um, oh, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this may be why a lot of people are complaining that it doesn't feel original because you can kind of pull different things. Yeah. It's um, definitely like it's not cut from whole original cloth. It's it's yeah. a lot of different. It's very heavily inspired by a lot of other sci-fi movies. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. There's my last thought. Yeah. Um, ratings? What do you guys rate the creator? I'd give it a solid three. Okay. Three out of five. I, I, that's I, a I, lot lower than yeah. I thought. I, I think... That's uh, fine. That's, <laughs> that's... I I Three to me... When I say three stars, I... And you guys know I hate giving star ratings, yeah. but Easton... That's true. Easton, Easton insists true. upon it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, um, but I would say three stars to me is I, I enjoyed it. Um, and I think that other people will enjoy it, but I can't say that I will, I will likely see it again. Interesting. Okay. I say two. Wow. Wow. I know. Tough crowd. I don't really have like, I just, I just didn't really care about it. And like, I feel like mm-hmm. other movies. Very different did thought. It better, I guess. Well. I didn't hate my time with it though. So. Yeah. Okay, well, we've thrown a lot of shade over here, I guess. <laughs> um, I'm at a four. I, I think oh, it was okay. a, that's kind of where I thought I was going to be. Uh, I was hoping for a five, but was realistically putting myself that it's probably going to be a movie that I just think is really cool and I sure. like, and that's exactly what it was. Okay. So I'm putting it uh, right there at four. Cool, cool. Um, because I know I stated a lot of things I didn't like, but I also stated a lot that I did, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's kind of where it is. It has a lot of things that... If you switch some stuff just around a little bit, I would have been a really big fan. Um, maybe had uh, a different writer come in and kind of touch some stuff up. I think it would have been a huge help. Um, but they didn't, which is fine. And uh, I still had an absolutely great, I had a great time. So uh, it is slow paced. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I said this, I think it was on Twitter. It's, it is very slow paced, uh, but just the environment you're in. Um, and it's just so aesthetically good looking mm-hmm. that like whenever I was quote unquote bored, I was interested with what I was seeing on screen. Sure. So like those dull moments didn't feel meaningless because I was still interested in something. Yeah. So which I think is unique. You don't get that with every movie. So you don't. That's true. All right. Well, that's the end of today's episode. I really don't remember what is next week, but we'll have something for you. Uh, next week um, for sure we'll be doing tall grass and we'll give you some tall grass content but uh, for the theatrical blockbuster movie uh, I'm not sure what comes out next week so thank you guys so much for listening and we'll be back next week have a good one guys bye guys <laughs>